Hey, it's your boy, Brandon Kirkman, one of the Kaiju Hollywood bad boys. Uh, here to say, happy 100th episode. It's the 100th episode of Podzuki. We couldn't be more, you know, proud or glad that we made it this far and that you're all still listening. Martin, Luke, and me are really just glad to see how much further we can take it. Maybe like 50 more episodes at most. 150, it's a, it's a pretty good place to round it out. Anyways, we're talking Godzilla 98, the one movie we agreed we'd never talk about because we thought it'd be funny to do it for the 100th episode. And as always, if you like what you hear, you know, like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, leave reviews. You can always send us anything you want at podzukipodcast at gmail.com. We'll read it on air. We also had a lot of guests and friends of the show send in uh, little memories that we've sprinkled in throughout the episode that I I think you're going to like. Anyways... Let it begin. Render unto Ghidra what is Ghidra's. Ten to one he sees you through a beaker and a tweezers. Read the fine print and be like, what's the big deal? Spun wheels of steel since broke wheel, good wheel. Back when it was greasy ass curl, now it's easy dread. Had a rhyme on how they used to tease him about his peasy head. Yes, yes, y'all to the beat. Have a ball. Do you think people in Europe get worried on November 9th that something's going to happen? <laughs> what's well, that? Yeah, because they're, they're stupid calendars. Oh, metric system. <laughs> that's not good. Oh man. Okay, so I think I think we have the perfect energy going hundredth <laughs> episode. Yeah. We, Should we do like a vocal warm or do a zip zap zap? I don't think we have enough people for zip zap zap. How many do you need for a zip zap zap? I guess probably at least three, zip. but zap. Zap. Zip. Zap. Zip. <laughs> yeah, okay, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, R.I.P. and everything. Um, we did Zoof when I was doing improv, so it's a little... <laughs> What's Zoof? A little better. That's just the one where you keep the ball of energy going, where it's circle. You gotta, like... You can, like, Shazam, oh. which is reverse. No, Shazam was where you throw it across the circle to someone else. Uh, block is where it, you would reverse the energy, and basically you just wanted to go as fast as possible without, like... So, yeah. It was, it was just a key warm-up game. I've talked about this on the episode before, and then our guest was like, we really? We're talking about improv games right now? Uh, I, I got something I can throw in. My, my father had an off-brand version of it that he used to keep my sister and I entertained in, in long car rides. Yeah. It was called uh, Aunt Auntie Aunt Aunt, where we'd have to repeat that in that order. Aunt Aunt. Oh, that is hard. Aunt Auntie Aunt. Aunt Auntie Aunt. Yeah. It was real fun. That's I haven't thought good. about that in a while. Uh, my, my, shut up. <laughs> um, I think my favorite improv game, because I'm really hard to around the 100th episode, was uh, playing Kitty Cat Career. It's still my favorite. Did you guys ever do Kitty Cat Career? No. no. That's where you have to go around the room and you have to mime doing a career but as a cat. So like, if you're a secretary, you go like this. Okay. Or if you're like a... Uh, if you're like, um, a masseuse, you go like this. Yeah, a masseuse like that. Or if you're like a construction worker, you'd be like... Like that, doing like a shovel. Huh. <laughs> so, we're that's more about... like an acting improv thing than I feel yeah. like it is like, like comedy improv. Yeah, I, I, I was like doing because there's a difference. <laughs> it's physical comedy improv. Yeah. yeah, I like scenes in the dark, but that's like basically just what all of any comedy improv mm-hmm. podcast. That's exactly what it is. More scenes a, in the dark. More of a dancer in the dark. I think everyone should abuse uh, <laughs> Bjork on film. Uh, yeah. See Bjork get hanged. Yeah. Oof. What was that? Lars von Trier movie, I want to say? Something like that. It, it looks like washed out yeah. <laughs> color-wise. 
Okay. Hello and welcome to America's Only One Christian Godzilla Podcast. That's right. Thank you so much for joining us at the Joe Rogan Experience. <laughs> is that what the podcast is called? Yeah. The yeah, Joe Rogan was. Experience? Yeah. Okay. I think it's Joe Rogan Express. Yeah. <laughs> That's when they edit down the Jordan Peterson uh, conversation to an hour and a half. Which actually, no, that would still be less than the half runtime of the four hour one he had. That's no. the custom Tesla that Musk gave him. Yeah. I feel like uh, we're so we're we're starting off the hundredth episode of Podzuki. We did it. We finally got there. Yeah. I think we should be really proud. Um, we probably should be at episode two hundred at this point with our recording uh, releases <laughs> and how we've been doing it. But you know what? We did it. It's been. What What are some of your favorite Podzuki memories? By the way, I'm one of your Kaiju Hollywood bad boys, Brandon Kirkman. I'm another one of your Kaiju Hollywood bad boys, Luke Evans Flip. I'm your third Hollywood Kaiju bad boy, Martin Felschman. And we are guestless tonight. What's she doing? We've got we've got the most special guest of all. We got some kitty cats. Yeah. Oh, we got a kitty cat sitting on a box looking at a shadow. It's adorable. Yeah, that's Missy Elliott, our kitty cat. Oh, I think it's looking at your shadow, the shadow of your hair. Ooh. I think she's looking for Shadow the Hedgehog, yeah. her future boyfriend. <laughs> um, yeah, we're <laughs> this is the energy we're doing on the episode. You can't stop us. Fuck you. <laughs> and now for another Podzuki hundredth episode memory. From Thought Cop's own desktop commander, Zwick. I, frankly, am ashamed of this podcast for the sole reason that you went 100 episodes without reviewing Big Money Hustlers. I, I figured you had a exquisite taste in cinema, and uh, yeah. It's a top-tier kaiju movie, and uh, hopefully you correct that soon. Besides that, great podcast. Keep up the good work. Oh, we started, we watched the movie together again, which we hadn't done in a long time, and I'd forgotten how often I would fall asleep when we watched the movie <laughs> together. I didn't fall asleep today, but I was yawning a lot. We also ate a lot of pizza Yeah. right before was, the movie was, started. It was lovely. I, this, this took me back to having a sleepover in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Except I got a wife now. <laughs> so Barb watched it with us, too. That was very nice. Yeah. I think she, she had some funny zingers. I think made a little better experience all around. Yeah. Is, is this the first time we've like watched a Podzuki movie with Barb? Yes. I feel like... Oh, okay. I was about to say... I, I don't remember it ever happening. She's always very like, no, don't want to be a part yeah. of it. Just stay away. <laughs> no. Smart woman. Very yeah. smart woman. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I won't mean, fight your career, but I won't support it. <laughs> I don't think there's any career to fight. <laughs> She's like, this is nothing. Your, your, your little hobby yeah. that she allows you to do. You yeah, that's more it. You can't fight what doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you what does exist. What we've decided to do for our 100th episode. We've talked about it. We've joked about it. We've decided to watch Godzilla 98. And it is, it's bad. It's as bad as we remembered. Yeah, the one starring vehicular murderer Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick. I had the line set up in my head, but I just I was focusing. I wanted to make sure I got the vehicular murderer part right. Yes, I couldn't remember his name. Directed it's, by the master of disaster, Roland Emmerich, which is his actual nickname, and I hated that reading it. it was, I mean, his movie movies were huge in the nineties. Yeah. Independence Day, Twister. Uh, even like I guess twenty twelve. That was later on. That was probably like two thousand three. I still, I still say. No, Armageddon was Michael Bay. <clears throat> was it? Yeah. Oh, shit. And Fuck! 2012 is the exact same vein, because that is a movie where a limousine outruns an earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> Man, they gotta have a V8 in that bad boy, I'm guessing. <laughs> They're all, like, the movies with, like, the most basic scripts. Like, you let... Nowadays, you would say 
you let an algorithm write it, but I'd say back then you would say like, oh, you let a five year old write it because what or like like a ten year old, what do you know about a movie? They would put that in there, like every trope they could think of. I like I like big explosions, and I like it when the main people kiss at the end. It's so cool. I like the the, the reluctant uh, hero who has to be brought in via helicopter from wherever <laughs> he's at. No, I like worms. Yeah, big a lot of worm talk in this film. It's uh, there's a lot of weird, strange things that I just don't get, but. We can get. I guess we should go into the summary, but before we start, even that it was directed in 1998 by Roland Emmerich. It had been in production hell for many years with Toho because they really wanted to have a big American blockbuster, and they got their dirty, evil wish. <laughs> it it is it is the film equivalent of a monkey's paw wish. It really is. Um, I thought it was funny reading up the trivia on the film too. Is that Roland Emmerich and all the crew were giving a lot of strict rules by Toho of what they could and couldn't do for Godzilla and Godzilla designs in a movie, and they just didn't read it. I just really <laughs> I enjoyed reading that trivia fact very much. Like yeah. they, had, they had a boardroom meeting with them, and they're like, "Did you get our notes?" And they're like, "No, we never read the notes." And they're like, "Well, did you receive?" Them? I was like, "No." So uh, the, the I, I I'd encourage everybody listening at home to go to the the Godzilla '98 trivia section on IMDb. Because it's so full of pointless, stupid facts that have nothing to do with this film. Oh, if you're a millennial, I think you remember the, an American millennial. You probably remember American this movie. American millennial! You probably remember this movie was coming out because there was ads for it everywhere. Like, oh, Taco yeah. Bell was a big ad participation. Like, this was when, like, advertising for movies, like, the, the commercial time just got really ridiculous. And it's still ridiculous now, but back then it was just so, like, it was new, I guess. It's kind seeing of it it's on kind commercials of all the time. It's it's like that 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 bit from Wayne's World, but like real. Yeah, the the or like it's like people don't do things they think they're gonna get paid. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I, I remember specifically the Taco Bell one was just all over the place. Yeah, I was one letter away from winning that million dollar prize, but it was the Z, so it was probably there was like one Z. Mm-hmm. <laughs> out There's there. probably gonna be like a McMillions documentary about how some guy inside of the company was rigging it anyway, so he could get <laughs> yeah. the money. Oh my god, it was Godzilla the whole time. <laughs> it's like, oh, where'd Godzilla get those nice new Ray Bans? <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, a pair of Ray-Bans that big would probably have to be a million dollars. Oh, yeah. No, he gets the big Ray-Bans and a, a pair of Vans. Yeah, God, that's a cool Godzilla. Yet again, another 100th episode Podzuki memory from friend of the show and all-around good time buddy. <laughs> Whit Reynolds. Happy 10th episode to Podzuki. Um, congratulations to Brian and everybody else. I don't like your show. Um, zook it up. Congratulations, I hope you have another ten episodes. I'll tell you what isn't a cool Godzilla, this one. <laughs> Ooh, look at that segue. Ooh, so good. Uh, we started the movie, uh, Martin was nice enough to bring it over on DVD, and we were thinking about if we we're going to do the commentary track. And we put on the commentary track, and it's literally just the special effects guy. One special effects guy. One special effects guy. And he's just like, I feel like for the Godzilla creation, it would be nice if we could make him big. And we're like, no, we're not watching We this. saw it because you knew like, it was just going to be like a lot of like technical talk. It was a dude who spent the entire movie, or like after the movie, sitting behind a computer just programming shit. Which is fine. That's a job. It needs to be done for these movies. But I don't fucking care. Like, okay, there were a few, very few, like, practical effects. Some of the, like, 
Velociraptor Godzillas from the end of the movie. Spoiler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A few times they were modeled, like when they were busting through windows, that was usually like a model head. Oh, yeah. yeah. But for the most part, all the di- dinosaurs, because I won't call them Godzillas, because they're not really Godzillas. They're, they're some not. kind of weird, like... Roland Emmerich saw Jurassic Park and was like, I want to make a Jurassic Park, but I cannot get the rights. Also, I'm so gay. Yeah. <laughs> he would be, he would like that joke. He's very <laughs> proud. And I'm glad about that. He's been pushing for LGBTQ rights for a while. Anyways, uh, he would he would say that, and then he would go back to making this terrible, shitty film. It's so bad. I, I actually I appreciate that about him. Like yeah. all all gay artists don't have to make like high art, high concept stuff. Some could just make terrible fucking garbage. Yeah, he's a hero if you think about yeah. it. Yeah. He's like, I want to be uh, just a regular privileged cis white male too. I can do it. I believe in myself. <laughs> it's like the person who like gets into like being a film director, but like, eh, it's just a job, really. Mm-hmm. You know, pays the bills. I mean, we've all seen everyone's shitty film takes on Twitter. I appreciate those people more and more for sure. Not, not these auteurs who have to have their vision realized of like. Just shut up. Shut up! I hate you! <laughs> hey, the studio shot half the movie before they brought you on board. That's fine. You're getting a paycheck. Yeah, get some explosions, rig some cars to flip. We're, we're doing this. We can't all be Ron Howard. Yeah. Ugh. Thank God. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the movie starts with uh, a bunch of, like, basically just footage and screenshots of nuclear testing and lizards. They literally show, like, lizards and nuclear things going off, like... It's like the, the opening to Ang Lee's The Incredible Hulk. It's, it's just Hulk with yeah. Ang Lee. The Incredible Hulk is the Ed Norton one that's actually kind of good. Yeah, I do like that one. Uh, but they, it really does set up right away that there's going to be no, like, any subtle parts in this movie. It's just going to be straight in your face. It is just setting up, like, oh, a Komodo dragon was hit with radiation from a nuclear test yeah. and it became Godzilla. Yeah. Which is stupid. Because I, I guess radiation... I've not seen the first one. You guys seen the first one. I guess radiation is what had created it or was what awoken it? Uh, it, it both awoken and made him more powerful. Right? Yeah. And gave him a sexual awakening, too. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, just real big old load came oh, out. Oh, that's right. The H stands for hentai. Yeah. H-bomb. <laughs> Ooh, I love that bomb. Because, <laughs> yeah, with this one, it seems, even though... They make a, they make a little reference to like the Japanese having like a legend of a sea monster called Gojira. Yeah, there's just like one line that's kind of even in the background, and other than that, it's just like oh, this was a lizard that was turned into a dinosaur, like the size of like a T Rex, way smaller than Godzilla should be. Yeah. Bigger Zilla. I, I think they literally just couldn't think of another like story reason for why they would call it Godzilla. Yeah. And I'll be honest, there aren't many good reasons. The only other one I can think of is if they had, like, a naming competition between a bunch of elementary school kids. That'd be and, really like, fun. one of them just chose Godzilla. Mm. Just like they did for that other movie we watched. Uh, what movie? What, was that a Godzilla film? It, oh, Jet Jaguar. That's it. Jet Jaguar. Yeah. That was Jet Jaguar. <laughs> he does eat sushi. From Which the was the first actual Godzilla movie I ever saw around the time this came out. Because Sci-Fi was playing even more Godzilla movies yeah. <laughs> around this time. Man, it, it, this film, I want to say, too, introduces us to the main character, uh, played by Matthew Broderick, which is Dr. Tetopolis. Tetopolis. Tetopolis, Which is kind of like a joke, but it's not a good joke. Yeah. They got a couple of running jokes, but they don't, like, 
they're, it's either they're just not funny or they just don't lean into it trying to be funny. It's just something that happens a couple of times. Well, like yeah. like Jean Renault trying to find a good cup of coffee. That, that's the thing. They do rules of threes, but just for things that are happening. <laughs> not necessarily funny bits. Yeah. yeah. I do want to shout out to uh, Luke, who made a very funny joke when they first introduced Matthew Broderick's character. <laughs> He's driving in a car on the side of a road, which looks like very much like an Irish highway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and pointed out they probably shouldn't introduce him driving a car like this. Yeah. Um, in, the rain, yeah, in the rain, and every single scene, and there's, there's rain constantly in this movie, literally. Not yeah. a single dry scene. Which, uh, another funny fact I gotta bring up here that we've found on the IMDb is that one of the co-writers with, uh, with, um, Emmerich was a guy named Dean Devlin. Devlin, it might be? I don't know how it's pronounced. He did a shitty job. I'm not gonna pronounce his last name right. Uh, Dean Devlin was saying that, like, basically in interviews, was like, I wanted to make it a rainy film because, as I remember, the original Godzilla was a very rainy film. And then apparently it's like misremembered because there's only one rain scene in the real Godzilla. So we just got a bunch of actors wet for hundreds of days just because he misremembered a movie. I think that's made up. Oh. I think they were just lying. No, I no, don't no, think I... they were being ingenuine. IMDb would never lie. <laughs> I, I, I looked it up. It's confirmed. The movie he was thinking about was Poseidon Adventure. He thought Godzilla was a boat. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the villain in that movie is a wave. <laughs> it turns the boat upside down. Yeah, we truly caught the wave. Uh, so yeah, we're introduced to him. He's a... He's like a atomic nuclear research doctor guy, and he's basically been studying these worms out in Chernobyl. Chernobyl, yeah. Uh, and then like a bunch of people come from the military saying, "Hey, you gotta come check this shit out. It's wicked. Um, it's so cool." And, and they didn't have any other nuclear experts that no. were maybe a bit more on hand. No, just worm guy. Just, just worm, worm guy, guy. They had to send. 20 men out to Chernobyl to get. Yeah, and then I made the joke that there's probably a giant worm going around like a city somewhere in Spain, and they got the lizard guy to do that one. <laughs> it would have been a cool, like, like most Godzilla movies, if we'd had another monster. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, a giant worm would have been pretty fucking interesting. I mean, still, I give props to the 2014 Godzilla for having the Mudos, which I thought were, like, actually a pretty cool design. And it's like, you gotta have them fighting something, you know? Yeah. yeah. At this point. Because I think that was the trouble with the Godzilla 85, the other remake that they did in Japan, is like, he didn't really fight any other creature in that, and it was, it was really boring. <laughs> it's just yeah. a really, really boring film. Uh, so yeah, this is, uh, let's get into why it's so boring. We get to introduce to all the characters, why he's doing this, they flash us back, or I guess it's not flashback, they just show what's going on at the same time concurrent in New York, where his ex-girlfriend, uh, I'm glad I wrote down the names because everyone's so College cool. sweetheart. Oh, yeah. Which... They appear to be, like, in their 40s. Yeah. And, okay, I think Matthew Broderick was probably, like, 38 or something. He wasn't quite 40, but close enough. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, so they dated for four years in college, and they hadn't seen each other in eight years. But Matthew Broderick's still holding a candle for this woman because he has pictures of her. And she appears to have not dated anybody in the past eight years living in New York City working yeah. as a reporter either. They had, that, yeah. they had that weird scene where she said that her hymen had completely rehealed. Which I, <laughs> yeah. I thought they didn't have to bring up. But, I my, mean, hy- my, my new hymen's so thick now. I need a real man to penetrate it. <laughs> really bizarre for the film to have it in there. Yeah, um, yeah her, her boss is uh, uh, Harry Shearer from The Simpsons. Who's just a shitty reporter, dude. You're instantly introduced to hate, and he's like, hey, want to go out for a date? And he's like, you're married. And he's like, you're beautiful. And then I also joke that, well, maybe he's just in a loving, open relationship with his wife, and they have clear boundaries, and it's perfectly fine. Uh, but no, yeah, he's just a shitty dude. Nobody yeah. likes him. Um, I, I repeated the one joke that wasn't that great earlier, but <laughs> I, I wanted to get on recording for the 100th episode. No. Uh, 100th episode. <laughs> 
now for a Pazuki 100th episode memory from Andrew Nadeau. Hi, my name is Andrew Nadeau. I'm a Chicago comedian. Um, I have COVID right now. I'm in isolation. That's why my voice sounds like this. Uh, and a friend sent me Podzuki uh, to keep me entertained while I'm going through all this. Uh, and I just had to tell you right away, even with all of that going on, could not bring myself to listen to it. Just absolutely the worst. Anyway, big fan. Keep up the good work, you guys. Congratulations on 100. We should put an explosion every time after we say 100th this, uh, this episode, which I'll, I'll probably do since we well, there, There's several Simpsons voice actors in this movie, particularly Harry Shearer and Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria, Hank Azaria plays, plays a big role yeah. in this movie. Yeah, oh, basically yeah. him and Audrey kind of pair off towards this uh, midway through the movie trying to get more reports on the Godzilla. Which I know they needed to have Audrey get together with uh, Matthew Broderick, but really he should have been Audrey's boyfriend. Yeah, because he's with her most of the time, and then his wife is just in the background. That's saying, funny. like, I'll say something stereotypical right now. <laughs> okay, see you, bye. Gotta go make pasta. Gotta go hang out with George Collin, who won't say anything in a scene. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, this is a really funny thing that happened while you're watching this. This is cutting head a little bit ahead, but there's a... I guess they're trying to say it's like a house where a bunch of people are just, like, hanging out until everything blows up. Because all of New York was evacuated to yeah. New Jersey. And there's a, a fate worse than death. <laughs> yeah, one of the worst things they could have in a person. They have a bunch of people just running around, and then Barb said, hey, I think that's George Carlin. I thought she was joking, and then I looked it up, and sure enough, George Carlin was just in the background in an uncredited cameo because he, he liked Godzilla movies a lot, and he's like, hey, could you, could you put me in that? Uh, if, I mean, George Carlin told me that. I'd say yes. <laughs> yeah. Man. Oh, I miss that guy. He was really funny. He was really yeah. good. And he probably wouldn't be shitty like you know, like the other people right now that are still around. <sighs> Could you I don't No masturbating that. in front of Ingenues? Yeah, or just trying to kill trans people with bad words, you know. <laughs> oh Chappelle. Man, you suck. Um <laughs> anyways, uh to get off this depressive rant, they uh they introduced us to all these characters, uh like we were saying Hank Azaria, he's playing this character named Victor who goes by the animal. He's basically the Just animal. Girl. Nobody yeah. says yeah, the, animal. the animal. I mean in my mind I was saying <laughs> the <"Drums!" laughs> No, the Muppets own that. Yeah, it's true. Uh and then uh also we're well he's he's been in the scenes in the background a little bit saying that he's a French insurance like I guess uh, agent or something. Mm-hmm. But he's a, he's a secret French agent. Uh, Jean Renault is playing this character named Felipe. Uh, Jean Felipe, because they had to name all the characters Jean, which is not a joke, that mm. were in the French Special Forces. Yeah. And it's basically kind of like all the major characters. From and the they're, so they're involved in it because the nuclear explosion that created this Godzilla was a French test done in French Polynesia, mm. which I don't even like, was that still a thing? Was it still French Polynesia back then in the ni- late 90s? I have no it idea. It seems more like a 50s thing, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's that real murky waters of, like, I was alive as a baby or a child yeah. during this time, so it could have been true, but also it could have just been really bad writing. I mean, you were probably, like, I was 10. I was actually about 40 came out. when it came out. So. <laughs> yes. But a very young spruce spru- <laughs> yeah. 40. Um, but yeah, that's basically all the main characters. They set up everything as it goes. I'm just thinking about it now, there are way too many characters in this movie. Oh, there's, yeah. There's so many characters. These are the main ones really to <coughs> talk about, but there's like a bunch of military guys running around. There's a bunch of press guys running around. And like they... This, this there's the mayor the, and his assistant who are supposed to be parodies of Siskel and Ebert because yeah. they gave some of Roland Emmerich's other movies bad reviews. Yeah. yeah. But they, they completely dropped the ball on making fun of these because even like... When they did, covered the movie at the movies on their TV show, 
Gene Siskel even says, like, I kept waiting for the monster to eat us. Like, okay, you're going to put us in the movie to make fun of us. Have the monster kill us because we're doing something stupid. Which is a valid criticism. It's it's very valid. Like, the only jokes he makes about them are like, oh my god, look, Mayor Ebert's eating chocolate because he's nervous and he's also a dick. And look, Gene, his assistant, he's a cock. Yeah, which is famously true. And they really don't, other than being, like, like, opportunist politicians they really don't do anything bad yeah they're just trying to take advantage of a moment and be evil which is a a good portrayal of all politicians for the most part so they were head on with that yeah uh yeah they so we introduced some of those people they're all running around they're like oh no godzilla's coming to new york and then um we cut back to new york finally with him arriving but instead of it saying new york at the bottom of the screen it says the city that never sleeps (laughs) and i just i want to well because you see in this movie like New York City is kind of like a character. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like yeah. the fifth character. Wait, you know what? We said Godzilla doesn't fight anything in this. He fights New York City a whole lot. And guess what? He loses to the Big Apple. <laughs> hey, I'm existing here. <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait! We skipped over the most important scene in the movie, where the fishing boat is initially attacked, <laughs> and then uh, Jean Renault goes to the sole survivor who's in a hospital bed, and he holds a lighter up to his face. And that somehow makes the old man understand his question so he can tell him that Godzilla heard him. And he, goes, he holds a lighter and he speaks to him in English. Yeah. Yes. And then the, he goes, Gojira. Uh, and, they, and that's really the only info he gives him. That's yeah. it. But apparently it's like supposed to be like a big revelation because they show this scene four to five times during the film. Uh, they, they show it at least three that I can remember. Because they show it once, it happening. And then they show the footage of it happening twice as if someone was there with a camera recording it in the exact in the same exact uh footage that we saw in the film so if anything it makes it seem like they took it from the film and put it in a la space balls so, <laughs> uh which is just a real it's a good place to be mentally for what this film's going to be like the whole time um well they just had to have that because like the one thing most americans i think knew about godzilla through, like, os- cultural osmosis rather than watching the movies, is that, oh, it's a Japanese thing. It's where their mm-hmm. mouths don't match the dialogue, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you just had to have that because, like, oh, all the way from Japan, first time in America, Gojira. I've thought about that often of, like, I mean, I think it is slightly racist, but when people make fun of Godzilla movies for having the bad dubbing, is that a slight onto those people or just the fact that it is kind of weird we decided to do that? <laughs> like... I think it's just it just looks weird and it became like a thing, you know. Yeah. And uh, maybe that was even like kind of the charm, yeah. to a certain degree. Brandon, I don't go to the, I don't go to the movies to read. Yeah, I go to the movies to write. I really need to get the script done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so behind. Um, it's yeah. Could you turn it down, <laughs> please? I'm writing. <laughs> Just this guy with this giant spotlight, like, flashlight on a book <laughs> A desktop computer. <laughs> Watching the news Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Has a plate of beans he's about to spill. <laughs> about to make my favorite tweet all time. Oh, okay. damn. This writer eating beans. <laughs> it's, my, it's my favorite tweet. It's one of the funniest jokes, but it's also the dare. If you tell somebody about it, are they going to say the bad word by accident if they're a white person? Pazuki, 100th episode. <laughs> yeah. We drop it. The word finally. <laughs> uh, now, we're not going to have any racial slurs in that. That's the Clifford episode if you want to go to it. <laughs> also not a joke. It is a really good Yeah, episode. I remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mads, you're really funny on that one. Uh, <laughs> this is so good. 
Man, we should... Well, I mean, I, I mentioned earlier, but we'll talk about some of our favorite Pazuki memories later on this episode. Oh, yeah. Which is just going to be us talking about how Jason Flynn <laughs> didn't show up until 4 a.m. <laughs> and we still recorded an episode. Oh, boy, the memories together. Um, if you have a Pazuki memory, write in to nothing. This is the 100th episode. We already recorded it, you fucking idiots. I hate you. <laughs> you stupid <laughs> listeners. We should become more antagonist. Antig- I said that funny. Antigone. Antigone. <laughs> we should become more antigonist. And I can't say it right now. Antagonistic towards our listeners. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> In the English language, which I can't use. And now for another Pazuki memory from Brandon Kirkman. Hey, it's your boy, Brandon Kirkman. I hear you're having Brandon Kirkman on your show today. Uh, I fucking hate that guy. Uh, quick life update. Went to the doctor today and apparently I have gout. I didn't even know people still got gout. Anyway, this question is for Brandon. Uh, what video game would you have sex with? It can be any video game. Anyway, congrats on 100 episodes. Keep doing what you're doing. It, it was actually Grant Mooney. Listen to Thought Cops. Thank you. Uh, anyways, back to the movie. They're finally in New York. They're tracking the Godzilla because he's appeared at a fish dock and then kind of suddenly disappeared after that. With a shot straight up from the trailer. There's so many shots that are used in the movie that were in the trailer, and I know that's kind of a thing, but, like, I said this earlier, and I think it's totally true. They'd filmed a lot of a few things before they had the final design of what Godzilla was going to look like because they kind of, like, don't let you see the monster at first, which is usually a good idea, but I think a lot of this was, like, oh, we want to... Show some destruction, mm-hmm. but we the, the the nerds haven't come up with what Godzilla is going to look like yet. So yeah. we got to do something. So let's just so you can't see him, and we can throw those on the teaser trailers. Let's, let's have him chase an old man down the dock. Let's have that that old man oh, jog God. very slowly. That scene was so funny. Because <laughs> like I know it's an elderly gentleman they put in that role. You don't want to push him. You don't want to make him like endangered or unsafe on the set. Well, they don't show him being safe yeah. after being chased off the dock by the, Godzilla. He, the, the pace he's running away from Godzilla in the dock, I can only describe as leisurely at best. <laughs> just like, I gotta get away! Wee! <laughs> like, just... I, I definitely commented it looked like he was mall walking speed. <laughs> yeah. He's also fishing in the East River, which, if I know anything about New York, isn't the East River just like really... Yeah, yeah I, I, I think he's trying to bring in a good load of condoms that have been used for the day. With the, the six-eyed fish from The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Blinky. Oh, yeah, I, I knew it had a name. I was just going <laughs> to... got a little patch of that up in my office. Uh, every day. Um, so yeah, he's uh, Godzilla's entered the building, which is New York, and then they're basically trying to figure out what to do. Uh, they have a few military excursions where, of course, it's the usual thing where they're not really able to get anything on them. Not because the weapons are too weak, but it's a really lame, fucking stupid idea of... They have helicopters that chase him the first time, and they can't get on him because they're heat-seeking missiles, and he's a, he's a lizard. So. Which is also like... I think this is like a pre, probably like nine eleven thing of people just not knowing how shit works. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Like heat seeking, I don't think it's gonna like. You couldn't shoot a heat seeking missile at a person. I feel like a person's probably not hot I mean, enough. You couldn't for, shoot it no. in New York because it'd go to the nearest tamale. Because those are some hot tamales. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do more guys. It's important that Godzilla came to New York too because what other island would it be so easy for Godzilla to hide in? Yeah. And maybe any other island. Yeah, seriously, there's no reason that they or should maybe constantly Brooklyn. know where Godzilla is. Like, we find out pretty soon that Godzilla's, like, 
going through like subway tunnels, mm-hmm. even though subway tunnels are only like twenty feet high or something. Yeah. So those Godzilla really shouldn't be able to get through them. But I mean, it makes a really funny image that he's just crawling through them very tiny, just like ooh, mm-hmm. too tight. <laughs> uh, now I know what a TV dinner feels like. <laughs> ooh, I don't get no respect in these tunnels. Oh fuck! If if this movie were recut and every five seconds Godzilla would just say a Gex line. Oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. Dana Gould, if you're listening. We can get Tommy Morgan on for that. Yeah, or Tommy... We can either get Dana Gould or Tommy Morgan. (laughs) Honestly, I think it'd be easier to get Dana Gould. (laughs) Tommy Morgan would be here like, these fucking nerds? (laughs) No, thank you. Uh, We really should get him on, though, again. Technically, we still have that episode I have to release that recorded of the wrestlers versus zombies, which I never released because the sound quality is really bad. We're also really sleepy and recorded it. Um, anyways, back to this movie. It's it's the usual Podzuki flavor. We're not talking about the plot too much because it is a long movie with almost no plot. It really does feel like. Have you seen Independence Independence Day? It's yeah. kind of the same fucking thing. It, yeah. it does play out almost beat for beat of like the the three acts and just like following all these vo- multiple characters. They're all having their quippy little lines and saying stupid shit. They have things set up not because they're important or make sense, but because then they need to have like the like oh betrayal moment. Yeah. Like that's really the only reason why there's a media blackout and there's the top secret tape so Audrey can steal it and have the like liar reveal moment with Matthew Broderick where they're like pulled apart because he's upset at her. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course the shitty uh, reporter that's played by uh Harry Shearer steals the tape so that she doesn't even get the credit. So she's like, oh, I guess I shouldn't have been bad. Oh, my. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just imagine her like a Princess Peach voice this whole movie, basically, which I don't think is too far off. She does look kind of like the girl who played Princess Daisy in the Super Mario Brothers movie, yeah. which also yeah. took place in New York. Yeah. Which also, I would say, better film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, big di- the big difference, that movie fucking rules. <laughs> yeah. As going on record, another great episode with Kristen Smith is uh, re-watching that. It's a real fun movie, man. This movie's not. I, I thought I might have some like sparks of joy or some things that reminded me, but I remember... There's nothing fun about it. There's nothing not fun. A thing. And this is like going back to the whole origin of this goddamn podcast. I've been in a Godzilla since I was a, a wee little Brandon. So, of course, like I was... I mean, was came out in 98, so I was about 40 at the time. Um, so, <laughs> I was really excited. And nice it was like back. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like... I. I, I I'd watched so many Godzilla films on the Sci-Fi Network, like you're saying, as a kid, or my dad would get the VHS or VHS tapes, and we'd watch them a lot. So it's like, oh, this is gonna be the first big Godzilla film I get to see in the theaters. Everyone's talking about. It. I'm so excited, and it's like the first honest moment of like real huge disappointment I'd seen in a movie. They mm-hmm. did do a good job. And this is probably because the internet, a internet, yeah. was so <laughs> primitive at the time. But you didn't movie. see the fucking monster. Until you saw the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, I guess later when the cartoon came out, you saw the monster. But the movie, like, they, none of the ads, like, you could see the foot was the most that you ever saw in the ads. In fact, I think the original teaser trailer was, like, there was a class. Which... Like a school field trip in a museum, and there's a big T-Rex skeleton, and then mm-hmm. Godzilla's foot comes through and crushes the T-Rex skeleton. I remember that. And then on top of that, like, it's it's considering, and it's also kind of kink-shaming, because then people have foot fetishes, you just ruin the biggest part for them, mm-hmm. which is, like, think very disrespectful. Well, they have lizard foot fetishes? Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can, uh, <laughs> famed reptile uh, director, Quentin Tarantino, directed all the commercials for this movie. <laughs> and then it's like, it's you gotta consider these things, because if, like, the first shot you have is Godzilla in a giant diaper, then it ruins for all the adult babies in the crowd, because <laughs> that's gonna be their biggest shot they enjoy the most. And then if you have Godzilla eating a guy and spit him out, then all the Vore people are disappointed. 
And then if Godzilla unbirths somebody during... Okay, I'm going to stop this. This is bad. Um, you get the jokes where they're going. Let's get back to the movie. Um, so, by the... Like, the second time the military's kind of having, like, an excursion or trying to get them again, uh, they have a lot more helicopters this time, but this is when... I get, is it, yeah, it's when he's gotten kicked out. Oh, man, I forgot about the structure of this. But he gets kicked out of the military because the, you release the tapes that his, his ex-girlfriend... That's a little him. ahead of They still need to set up trap for yeah, Godzilla. Yeah, right. They, oh, they right. just get a bunch of fish because the only reason like Godzilla's just been attacking fishmongers this yeah. entire time to get fish, which like it seems like it'd be easier just to go into the water yeah. to get the fish. Yeah. Oh no, it's at this time too that he's been doing the research at almost the same time the news breaks that uh, Godzilla's pregnant. Yeah, after they attack it, after they feed it, yeah. he gets a blood sample and there's really no reason why he would suspect it's pregnant yeah and he he gets a human real... pregnancy tests uh, no. from a market they, they they cut out the scene where he spent 40 hours coming on those fish yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, <feels> so good. <laughs> oh that is a lot of fish <laughs> daddy likey uh they he figures this out and then they keep referring to him as a as a him after they find out that you know he's pregnant because it's asexual um, which I said then they spent the whole film misgendering Godzilla, which is really rude. Well, even if they didn't have, like, a gender, there's really no reason why they would have, because they're like, how could it be pregnant if it's a male? Like, you have no reason to think it's a male. I mean, yeah. you've not had a chance to observe it beyond it just destroying some stuff. Oh, that's... By another, accident, yeah. mostly. That, or, that's another scene they cut out, where Godzilla destroys the Chrysler building with his giant dong. I did yeah. see one scene when, like, you're going, like, under Godzilla, and it's got, like, a thing at his tail, and they're like, is that his cloaca? Is yeah. that... <laughs> well, they also had a scene where there's a New Yorker going around and saying that one of their favorite films that they ever seen uh, was uh, Pulp Fiction, and their their favorite absolute scene from that was when Mr. Pink does the torture scene, and he bends over and goes, actually, that's Reservoir Dogs, and I don't think you need, uh, or no Quentin Tarantino at all. So that we realized with his mansplaining of films that he is a man. It's so. also Mr. White that does the torture, not Mr. Oh, Pink. fuck! <laughs> <Jesus Christ. laughs> uh, Mr. Pink is Steve Buscemi. Yeah, okay. I forgot which one. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say anything, Brad. I was going to let the, the two people listening to this podcast tear you apart. <laughs> yeah. I owe Netrunner's like, you fucked up, you stupid idiot. <laughs> to be fair, I'm probably one of them that's going to be listening to. <laughs> <laughs> They're good episodes. Tell your friends, Luke. <laughs> I know. I'm very funny in most of them. Yeah. Sometimes I am. It depends how much caffeine I've had, I think, before. You no, know this is a good time for a break to put in uh, recordings from one of two people who sent in a, a, <laughs> one of their favorite Podzuki memories. And yet another Podzuki memory for our 100th episode. From Sean Logan. Wait, this is a podcast about Jason Manzoukas? That's pretty fucking awesome. I need to start listening to it. And maybe three if we get lucky. We'll see. Okay, yeah, it's another memory from Sean Logan. Okay, good. Yeah, positive. You get it. Okay. What the hell? I. What's this Godzilla bullshit? I listened to the episode and there's nothing about Jason Manzoukas, my favorite comedian and a uh, person to show up in podcasts, and you'll be hearing from my lawyer. Thanks, person. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you did that, because when we if we do any more breaks, we should be like, thanks, and then I'm going to edit your voice. In and say, <laughs> Thank you so much, Hobart Thompson. <laughs> and now, another Podzuki 100th episode memory from Saul Spider-Man, attorney of law. Uh, hello, I'm I'm Saul Spider-Man and I'm calling you 
on behalf of my client who's suing you for false advertising in a podcast name. Now, having listening to the podcast and preparatory lawsuit, I have to say you guys aren't bad. It's too bad we're we're suing the pants off you nice boys. Oh, that'll be good. Uh, we probably won't get any recordings. <laughs> I've already posted. Nobody sent anything. It made me feel really bad. I gotta do it again after this episode. People will do it this time, but because they feel guilty when I mention it. <laughs> so now I've gone down a real weird hole. That if they listen to this episode, which they want, so we're fine. Speaking of real weird holes, let's get back to Godzilla's cloaca. Yeah, I mean he has to have one, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. If he's laying eggs, he's asexual. Well, it's, it's like that scene where Matthew Broad was, was pointing up at Godzilla and me, and like, look at that fun hole. Yeah, I want to go in there. <laughs> <laughs> he started coming out of those fish again. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, so, he gets kicked out after discovering that Godzilla's pregnant. Before he does get kicked out of the military, he's like, we should find out where he's putting all these eggs so we can destroy them. And the military guys don't even give a good reason. They're like, no, we're not going to do that. Like, there's no argument why they shouldn't, but... Yeah, it's it's, it, it's just kind of like, which really should have been, like, the mayor pushing to not give a shit about the nest. Because mm-hmm. yeah. that's more like, as he wants people back in the city to... Buy shit and pay taxes and get parking tickets. They could have done some exactly. real stupid lines like that. We deal with rats every day. What's a Godzilla too? Yeah. Like, that could have honestly really been a line of this. I saw Jaws. The mayor got people back on the beach and it was fine. I did didn't watch see... the last half hour, but it was fine. And did you see that suit he had? It's so nice. We gotta find that pattern. <laughs> Think about that a lot. Um, so that's all happening at this point, too. Matthew Broderick's getting ready to head out, and then basically he gets kind of hijacked by the the French military people because they're like, "Hey, we actually uh, noticed that you're doing your job, so we thought that maybe we could use you." Um, Which they're kind of, if this were another movie like Jean Reno, like for a second you'd think they were the good guys, but then it turned out that they're gonna like take one of the Godzilla eggs so they can have make like a Godzilla weapon or yeah, something. Yeah, even as a kid, I'm like, somebody's gonna do that, right? Like, yeah. Make it either the American military is a bad guy, or the French guys, but there's there's not really any bad guys in this film. Even a lot of the scenes when like you get like an up close look at Godzilla, they the music in the mood kind of makes it seem like Godzilla's not a villain. Like they're just they're just they're just trying to live like anything else. Oh, yeah, no, you you brought it up. The director was rolling hard off off Jurassic Park fumes. Yeah, Roland hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, there's too many Godzilla like references to Jurassic Park in this film. It's so it it's oh boy, I really wish they he had not seen that film before making. Because yeah, film. the first scene when you get a good look at Godzilla, it is kind of doing like that. Da 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 da. Jesus Christ! Super what star. the fuck? <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, it's uh, it's stupid. It, it, whimsical really... is what they're trying to make it, but Godzilla is not supposed to be whimsical. I mean, no. most of them aren't. Some of them in like the seventies are. Oh yeah, <laughs> but... hey, hey, that that was the acid talking. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Godzilla is supposed to be scary. This movie's never scary, and it's never fun. Not even tense. Even like mm. when they're having the big chase at the end to get rid of Godzilla, it's like you know they're gonna get out of it. Well, the destruction movie. of buildings in New York is like so extreme that you kind of can't give a shit about it because yeah. it's like it's, it's so it was pre nine eleven, so maybe that has something to do with it. But just like you're destroying so many buildings, like New York's gonna have to be completely refucking built mm-hmm. after this. Even the buildings that aren't destroyed, like there's rubble everywhere. People's know. lives are ruined. They, they that cab they drive around. That's somebody's business. <laughs> Like, he doesn't have a token anymore. Why is he going to get another token? Those things are hard to get. I'm surprised the bridge held up with Godzilla stomping around on there, taking all the tension wires off. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you never really get a sense of 
Godzilla's weight, and that's probably largely because it's a CGI character, but like mm. sometimes the tip of its tail will touch a building, goes right through it, then it's running on the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. And other scenes his building goes against, or his tail goes against a building, it goes, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> There's a really giant confusing. hole in the middle of the MetLife building that it just went straight through oh, and the that's building right. collapsed. <laughs> yeah, Barb and us were like, this scene makes no sense, and he just goes straight through it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Just like, and if you did go straight through it, the top would have collapsed. Yeah. The sides could still be up, but but you don't get that, like, comedy, like, like Bugs Bunny running through a Daffy Duck or something, <laughs> running through a wall, and there's God, a Daffy Duck-sized hole. that would have been so hole. good that they'd done that. Um, so, yeah, the kind of get it back on, like, the, the chronological order of what's been going on in the film. Uh, they decide they need to wipe out these eggs, so the French Special Force get together to go and figure out where it's laying all the eggs and then explode them. Audrey and then Victor slash the animal are following and telling them too because they want to see what's going on. So finally they get led to Madison Square Garden where they find out all the eggs are there. There's a ton of eggs. They say, oh no, we have to explode the eggs. And they basically get a bunch of C4s. That doesn't work because everybody gets killed off and they eventually get a broadcast to the military to bomb the building and they do that. You'll notice I just described this all this whole scene in probably about 20, 30 seconds. But in the movie, it takes about probably a good 40 minutes, it feels like. Well, this is also after the not-death of Godzilla. Yeah. Um, the submarine scene where Godzilla outsmarts the military in so many occasions with this. It's not just that Godzilla's got incredible vitality. It's just that Godzilla knows it's being chased by torpedoes. So it swims past the other submarine and has the torpedoes destroy them movies like this are usually at least a small part subsidized by the u.s military do you think they did it for this even though it made them look like humongous dipshits Mm, i'm pretty sure it was like the ukrainian military i looked at the thanks and i didn't see the military mention but i also don't know where they put that anymore because i know it's like they try and keep that under wraps yeah Hmm. They do a really bad job of it, especially with MCU films. Oh, yeah. It's just literally like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is like, yay, military! <laughs> oh, God, that fucking stupid series. Gross. Gross, gross, gross. Not like Loki. Yeah. What, I don't know. I guess the military might have supported that one, too. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, hell, at, least, at least pointless bureaucracy does. Whatever. Yeah, we, yeah, don't yeah, need yeah, to, we don't need to talk about yeah. the MCU movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they're not that popular. Uh, um, MCU series, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so they, they get all that destroyed, and then basically they're getting to the, the climax and chase of the film of Godzilla arrives to see all of his babies destroyed. And probably, like, one of the only well-done and slightly touching scenes of, like, he sees them, he's really sad, and then he's pissed. I mean, anybody would be. So he uh, he sees that the main characters are standing right there when he finds his dead babies, so he's like, okay, well, I'm going to eat these fuckers. Which he tries to, and then they get into it. Then I'm going to kill these humans. (laughs) (laughs) Then I'll finally get to it. Uh, But yeah, they basically get into just a really, really long cab chase after a really, really long scene of them trying to kill all the guys with little babies. Well, them being inside the Madison Square Garden was just the Velociraptors scenes from Jurassic Park, which was fine because that was like the bulk of the movie that was like the and it was way better done mm-hmm. obviously because there was tension because steven spielberg knows how to make a fucking movie yes yeah, he really does i mean as you know too with uh if you want to go back to the episode with uh nico we watched that recently and that movie still holds up that movie fucking is oh a yeah banger. it's still great oh yeah uh this movie yeah not at all no this movie could have benefited from a good director and more jeff goldblum yeah. i say more because they had none yeah. and <laughs> 
you know, just any amount more would have been great. Yeah, just one scene where he just walks by and goes, oh, oof, oof, ah, and then just walks off. <laughs> Somebody playing that uh, Goosebumps computer game that he was in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, what a weird career he's had, but God bless him. God God bless you, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they, they basically... I mean, this movie is just so disappointing the further we go into it, because it's like... I, I mentioned it while watching it. It's very anticlimactic, but as it gets to the actual, like, the finale of the movie, it just feels so amazingly underwhelming even for like a blockbuster at the time it just meant I, I can't believe there wasn't like more notes or anybody like working on the script is like you sure this is just gonna how the movie ends because basically the taxi that they're being chasing gets all the way to the brooklyn bridge it gets uh, caught up in a bunch of like wires because yeah it had to be a suspension bridge for that yeah. to happen even mm-hmm. though in other parts of the bridge godzilla was just kind of going over yeah the yeah. points where it couldn't make but then it just okay the movie's Movie's almost two hours. We gotta wrap it up. Yeah. And then basically a bunch of fighter jets come by and they just launch a bunch of missiles at him and he dies. That's that's it. Yeah. I, it's we've joked about this so many times in other Godzilla films, which is the military always comes. They shoot a bunch of stuff at Godzilla and it does nothing, and then they keep doing it. And it's just funny that they think anything's gonna happen. But in the first film where they actually do this and they actually kills the monster, we find out that it is once again a monkey's paw wish because then it's just like oh like, it worked, but wow. This is really boring. <laughs> it's like really disappointing. So yeah, he just dies, and the movie's basically over. They it's basically a bunch of them like celebrating and cheering as Godzilla's dead. Matthew Broderick's character has like one moment where he's like, "Oh, I'm kind of sad we killed him, but it's a living." Yeah. <laughs> and then they do the classic cut of going back to Madison Square Garden, showing all the wreckage, and oh, what's that? It's a little Godzilla egg. Is a Godzilla burst out, and the movie's done. And, and then the Godzilla that went on to be in the cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Which actually, compared to this movie, is a lot better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Way have, more well I have, done. I have much fonder memories of the two or three episodes we watched with Brendan Prozac rather than this movie. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it, going back to this and then feeling underwhelmed at the time of seeing it, I get why it was such a crazy reaction and so much hatred from the fandom back then to even this day. Like, in Japan, and with all the Toho films that they put out, they refer to him just as Zilla, because they don't want to give him the full title because of how bad the movie was, and I, <laughs> I respect that. Fans online at the time, too, because it was still early, early internet aids would call him Gina, which was Godzilla in name only. That's a, that's a pretty good, like, bitchy reply for that. I like that a lot, too. Oh, man, I love that. I love trying to put the Christ back in Christmas and the God back in Godzilla. Yeah. God bless those internet warriors of the 90s doing their thing. But yeah, that's I mean that that's the film. I feel like it's it's the hundredth episode. We'll put in another fun memory right here from somebody if we get two recordings. <laughs> and now for another Pazuki memory for hundredth episode from NBC Incorporated Zone, Meadow K. Lilliam. Hey, it's Meadow K. Lilliam from NBC Incorporated. Hey, listen, Brandon, I just got an email that you used some of my voice clips from our podcast to make a deep fake of my voice to use as a guest spot on your podcast. I think it's called like Pod Podzuki or some shit. And I just wanted to say that I did not give the okay to do this and you need to call me about this so we can talk. Okay. So like call me when you have a minute. Thanks. And then I think we'll get to the review section finally. And, uh, not good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? 
I'll give this a not good out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna break my own system. I'm not gonna make one this time. I'm just gonna say also it's a not good out of ten. The first movie <laughs> to unanimously get from all of us a not good out of ten. I it really has no redeeming qualities. Like I was cracking jokes when I was I watched it last night and then I watched it again with you guys and mm-hmm. I you watching with some people you can crack some jokes, but it's still there are way better movies you can do that with. Oh god, yes. Yeah. And it's I, just uh, just boring. Like, that's the worst thing a movie can be, just boring. Uh, in, incredibly boring. I, I feel like we we were definitely cracking fun jokes during it, but just as you said, there are far better films that you could do that with. In fact, I recommend another old episode of ours. Go watch uh, Night Train to Terror. We did that with Hobart Thompson. <laughs> that's a great fucking movie to watch with a bunch of friends. Oof, yeah. Everybody's got something to do. Everybody but you. <laughs> I mean, actually, if we're going back to other movies, too, I, I kept showing people the afterwards, which was Hanuman and the Five Riders. Which oh, was, God, yes. That is, what, I want to say this. I've, I've done this to two friends now. You just put it on and you don't say anything. <laughs> and you just wait for them to say, how long in the movie before? Like, what is going on? <laughs> I mean, then I explain all my common writer history and they hate me for that, too. But still, it's it's... I love a bizarre movie to watch with friends. And even then, like, a boring movie can be funny to make fun of, but this is just that that perfect mid of, like, not... it's com- it, The film is competently made for what it is, Ooh. but it's a bad script, and it's really boring at certain points, but just enough flash where it's not boring enough to be funny. So it's just, it's stuck in this eternal hell of being, like, just the perfect kind of mediocre. It's it's very unfortunate. Like as you're saying, like the special effects are competently done. There's a lot of like miniature work, and it just it doesn't feel like there are any stakes. The city's already like completely uh, uh, evacuated, so you don't really feel like anyone's gonna die. You well, got your main characters. If they'd given more of a shit about the character, like the previous movies, the evacuation of New York would have been. A lot, been a lot bigger mm-hmm. piece in the movie because they they could have even played like some of the old music because there's always like the oh, scene yeah. where they're evacuating they, people and they play that music. They they totally could have like shown the struggles of humanity, all these people suffering while they're getting like pushed yeah. out of the city. It it could have been interesting. It could have been some kind of commentary. Yeah, and it could have been like where they have like a modern bureaucracy trying to figure out how to take down this monster. It's mm. really well competently done, and it's called Shin Godzilla that came out <laughs> yeah. in 2016, which is an amazing <laughs> film. <laughs> But you know, it's not 9-11 yet, so yeah. we, America doesn't want movies that make them think about anything. This is why 9-11 was good. <laughs> yeah. I keep saying that every episode. I, I thought it was crazy how Matthew Broderick just kept saying, like, when are we going to get to 9-11? And here's another Podzuki memory. <laughs> God, I hope we have another one to put that. Uh, I hope it's a 9-11 one, too. Um, yeah. I remember where I was on 9-11, listening to Podzuki. <laughs> I was a time traveler, <laughs> setting things right. Um, I was I was watching it in a uh, at school on one of those like roll out one of those TVs that roll out on the trays that we had back. Oh, in we're the really day. doing where we were at nine eleven. No, now? We don't okay. oh yeah, no, I was watching Godzilla ninety eight uh, on a on a on a TV in a classroom during nine eleven. <laughs> we're like, this guy gets it. Yeah, get that World Trade Center. They had to, they had to change it to the uh, footage of 9-11 because Godzilla was bumming us out too much. <laughs> yeah. And like, started clapping and cheering. <laughs> Death America! <laughs> Woo! Yeah, that's how you do New York. Yeah. Hey, I'm crashing here! <laughs> uh, just like Pete Holmes. 
<laughs> no, that was a good episode for 100th. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like we should do a stupid game section. We gotta honor the tradition. Quit playing stupid games. Um, for, I think, what, we were trying to figure out what episode Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, or Honey, I Blew Up the Kid was. Yeah, it was It was definitely like mid-20s. So yeah. we, we've done Ron Canada for more than 70 episodes. And I think with this one, we gotta, we gotta do a Who the Fuck is Ron Canada? And uh, I wanted to mix it up a little bit. I decided instead of doing like a series of movies he might have been in or other weird facts, I want to go into the actual, the man, the myth, the legend this. I'm going to ask you two questions for Ooh. this. First thing I'll ask you, uh, the most popular Google thing about Ron Canada, the first thing that comes up is Ron Canada, his real name. What do you guys think? Yes. So that the first thing? Yeah. That... No. Ooh. I have to, the first round goes to Martin. Ron Canada yes. is his, his real name. And I'm going to ask you now. Wait, were we supposed to answer the question or say whether or not that was the first thing that popped up? Oh, no. Uh, I answered the question. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, I misunderstood because I thought the first thing was going to pop up was like, is Ron Canada Canadian? <laughs> uh, I thought the first thing that would pop up was like, Ron Canada dick length. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to make a dick joke. Yeah. <laughs> Followed immediately by taint length. Yeah. <laughs> Which, funny thing, huge dick, small taint, so not a man. Yeah. <laughs> Very masculine. Because we all know it's about the taint length, as we've seen from Mr. Show. Yeah. Uh, but no, this is what I wanted to ask, too, after getting into his real name. Uh, they put his middle name here, and they gave this description, which is Ron, I'm not going to say his middle name, Canada, is an American actor with a specialty in portraying judges and detectives. Because once again... He's a judge from Ted 2. Um, judge from Ted 2. I, I can't believe they don't say police, because he's a wonderful police officer in Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Yeah, that's true. Well, I guess an FBI... Isn't he an FBI agent? No, he's a police officer. Yeah, that's right. Oh, because he shoots a few people when he's walking around. Yeah, 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 just for fun. Yeah, just... This, they looked at him wrong. <laughs> uh, but I want to ask this last question on multiple choice, which is... What do you think... Which one of these is Ron Cannon's actual middle name? Is it Ellen? Is it Elliot? Or is it Ellis? Hmm. Luke, I'll let you go first. I'm going to go with Elliot. One. I, I want to go with Ellen. I want to feel like he's, he's a monster on the inside. All right, well, I'm glad to announce that I have won this round because it actually is, is Ronald Elias Canada is his full name. That would have been my second guess. Yeah. I, my first thought was Elliot, so. Yeah, Elliot's a good middle name. That's why I feel mm -hmm. like. El, Ellis, man. Can you imagine Elias. If, could you imagine if we were calling him Ellis Canada? Oof. Harlan Ellis Canada. Yeah. Ooh, man, I love I love this man every day more. So. I have no mouth and I must cream. <laughs> you mean both, buddy? Oh man, what a fucked up short story that one is. Uh. <laughs> that huge yawn. I feel like uh, <laughs> I was gonna do. I wanted to bring it back. Uh, I forgot. I forgot the name of the guy. Kaiju, not kaiju. Oh, uh, what's, what's the deal with this kaiju? That's yeah. the one. What's the deal with this kaiju? <laughs> Where's my 17-year-old girlfriend? Ah, you Jerry! Giant monsters! <laughs> What's the deal with these kaijus? Another great jingle. Yeah, yeah, monsters. <laughs> That's uh, his friend coming in. This <laughs> guy. Uh, hundred episodes of this. Can you believe that? Yeah. I mean, what's the what? How many hours in editing do you think all together we put into this? Uh, like forty. 
Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> we saw more than three. Yeah, more than three hours. That's no. our that's our Podzuki guarantee. More than more than three, less than five. I, I feel like I wanted to I wanted to actually have a fun and do a serious approach. Is would you consider this Godzilla a Godzilla? I would not consider this Godzilla Godzilla. I would consider this Godzilla a kaiju only because it is a big monster. It is a big monster. Yeah. Sorry, fuck. <laughs> But yeah, I wouldn't get this is not a Godzilla. A kaiju seems a little disrespectful, but it does like disappear a lot. Actually, if they explained it by saying it had some kind of smoke power, then I could accept this as like an alternate kind of kaiju. I still wouldn't accept it as, as a Godzilla, but maybe call it like Smokulon or Shadow Man. I don't fucking know. It's almost just too like not mm. not weird enough. Like okay, you got a dinosaur attacking New York City. Or walking through it. It anyway. feels it feels more King Kong adjacent, doesn't it? Yeah. No, he's not horny for any ladies, though. It's. He's he, he's potentially horny for Matthew Broderick because like he doesn't kill him at first, and then when Matthew Broderick kills all his kids, he's like, "Dude, what the fuck? Yeah, I trusted you." That's a pretty toxic trait in a relationship, I think, is killing children. <laughs> so he Godzilla made the right choice, cutting them out. Uh, I would I would actually argue that he is both a Godzilla and a kaiju because we. We're, we're imprisoned by our, our producers and our, our, our movie franchises. Deho gave the full production on this. They put it out to the movie. He still shows up in Godzilla Final Wars. It's a, I just I feel like it reflects the depressing state that is the reality we live in. And he is truly Godzilla. Much like how we've been disappointed by these You can't powers. forget facts that you don't like. Yeah, mm. exactly. Take that, Ben Shapiro. <laughs> our third favorite listener that we just lost. <laughs> Uh, it'd be so funny if you listen to all 100 episodes with how left-leaning we all are, and this is the one that finally pushes him over instead of all the other things. Well, he assumed we were joking. Those are the parts he laughs at. Yeah, yeah they're just like me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally got his ass. But Jordan Peterson is still listening and loving. He's like, I do love this podcast. Oh, yeah, of course. No, he's, he's, he listens to us while he eats his terrible all-meat diet. Can you imagine what that man's shits are like? It has to be like a nightmare. Like just a Cronenberg film in every toilet. Speaking of soups, what if instead of louder with Crowder, it was chowder with Crowder? I can get behind that. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd watch a cooking, cooking show with him. Yeah. Or maybe it'd just be an eating show. Yeah, I was imagine. He doesn't make the chowder. He just eats it. Yeah, he could get Paula Dean on it probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like we should finally get to our good old plugs and... Uh, recommendations it's the 100th episode we're young we have no energy left but all these fun memories that we'll put in this episode like this one right here another Pazuki 100th episode memory from friend of the show and former guest nick johnson hey zooks just wanted to say congrats turning 100 as the midwest scene turns out level-headed podcasts or critiques I am humbled to hear that a bozo, cookie, and a wizzo could find space to toss pies and blow farts at cinema's greatest questions. Who'd Godzilla fuck? Will Cayman Rider meet Hercules next? Can he believe Inframan had a script? Anywho, frightfully yours, Nick Johnson. We'll make it all worth it. We're not going to get four. You know, I, I, wanna, I, I don't have anything to plug, but I do have a recommendation. I want to recommend an older episode of Podzuki that I love. Ooh. I was listening to it the other day. The Halloween episode we did with Jamie Carbone where we talked about uh, Maximum Overdrive. That is a really good one. That's, that's such a fun episode. They, they, they broke their foot and then their parents were like, yeah, you're fine, walk it off. And yeah. then the... F- and, you know, go yeah. listen to the episode, get the end of that story. It's a fucked up story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll plug my cooking blog. I don't update it very much, especially since I started a new job. I'm like... 
I would recommend my new job. If you live in the Chicago area, especially neighborhood Logan Square, eat at Own an Engine. It's pretty nice English oh. restaurants. Uh, maybe a little bit pricey, but, you know, food's good. And you can go see a fucking movie afterwards. <laughs> yeah, it is right next to the AMC. Oh, fuck oh. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and as far as plugs or recommendations go, I recommend watching the... I'm sorry, it's on Amazon Prime, but the new episodes of Kids in the Hall, the new season of Kids in the Hall, it's... One of the funniest things I've the funniest thing I've seen since I think you should leave. Oh, that's high praise. Yeah, it's it, like it's like they never stopped doing the show. They're still they still fucking got it. It man. makes me really happy, and I'm surprised I haven't watched it yet. Which I probably will watch an episode two or tonight after you guys leave because I got to wind down a little bit. Mm. Uh, I'm just so stoked from all this Godzilla. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was like one of the first sketch shows I saw. I remember on Comedy Central as a kid that like reinvented the whole idea of what comedy could be and how fun and weird it. Could well, yeah, it was also like the first like. Like heavy queer presence yeah. in it with Scott Thompson that I ever saw. And like, I was talking to a friend about it the other day. Where like, Scott Thompson didn't just show you that like he didn't wasn't saying oh it's okay to be gay. He was saying it's cool to be gay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Buddy Buddy Hall's still an icon to this day. So. Buddy Cole. Buddy Cole. <laughs> and two people together. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'm just really tripping all over myself. This yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to go down the same route of recommending one of our older episodes as well. And, uh, right now you make me look like an asshole. <laughs> yeah, this, this real big asshole here, which is Godzilla vs. Kong. That was such a... Or not Godzilla vs. Kong. King Kong Skull Island. Was okay, really yeah. Episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, go back and check out that episode of uh, uh, Kong Skull Island. It's a really fun one with uh, Zachary Boyce. We had such a good time. Just everything about the movie was perfect, so... That's uh, uh, for plugs. Pressure is back at the VR Redline Room every Tuesday. It's been going really well. It's been a fun turnout. I, I don't know. You know, comedy's back even though the world's still on fire. So, <laughs> yeah. That's a good thing. Cases in Chicago are going up. Yeah. It's uh, not good. Um, <laughs> probably shouldn't go to the open mic still. So, um, yeah, we'll just see if the world's still around in a few years. So, and the good thing, though, if you're vaccinated, Having COVID is not as bad as before people were vaccinated. It's still not good. Yeah. You know? Though I had COVID twice, once before I was vaccinated and once after. I was good on both scenarios <laughs> where I didn't lose my sense of taste or smell, thank God, either time. But the second mm-hmm. time was just kind of like having like a regular like cold or whatever. It just didn't okay. feel very good for mm-hmm. a few days. Whereas the first time I almost slept for like for like a week straight. And then God like damn. two. Yeah. But like... It wasn't like watched. I watched through all of Star Trek: Next Generation that first time, or at least I like I had like weird like I had kept it on constantly, but like I was kept going to sleep and stuff. So kind of like having weird dreams. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the worst time of my life, but it was like it was. I was very sick, but I never had to go to the hospital. Yeah, we we can edit this out later, but uh, I I don't think we did the original Godzilla vs Kong, or if we did, it's a lost episode because I don't see it in the list. Also, for some reason, on uh, Spotify. Uh, only one of our episodes has a thing has an extra link that's learned about COVID-19 and it's the, the shadow that we did with Jonathan Shannon <laughs> it's so fucking funny also, that's a good episode too that's a great also episode. sometimes I've noticed episodes having wrong titles at yeah. least at least when I'm looking at like I usually use the podcast app on my iPhone mm. sometimes I use Spotify but usually like I don't like supporting Spotify even though I have a Spotify account so yeah. Well, I mean, it's like Amazon Prime and Spotify. I just have free accounts that I got from family. So I'm like, yeah, I'll watch or use it because I'm not paying any money for it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I beat the system. 
<clears throat> which is technically true because I have Amazon Prime as my brother's account. And I haven't used Amazon in I think almost four or five years now. So and that's the way. It's because I just respect Bezos too much. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think uh, people aren't giving the credit he deserves for being the guy who will bring us into a new world of uh, utopia. Um, yes. Yeah, I was being a billionaire dick before Elon. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, God, I wish they'd just suck each other off to death. <laughs> That'd be nice. I'm gonna leave on that. I think we should leave on that thought because uh, what we don't. Is is this our new sign off? Fuck. What's Jeff Bezos? Well, I mean, we did agree as we originally talked many episodes and joked that if we watched this, we would do a suicide pact at the end of Godzilla '98. So okay, we'll do get... a suicide pact that it takes effect seventy years from now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, can, we, can we like sixty nine just for just for the sake of the bit? All right. Sure. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be really funny of imagining myself at the age of. Ooh, that would be 107 first if it's 69 years from now. I gotta think about the math. Wait, I don't know, but whatever. 100 years old. Uh, well, I mean, no, wait. I'm 40. Um, <laughs> I was trying to go to the joke to do the math to make this work, and it felt. I'd be 102. So hard. I'm 33 right now. Yeah, I'd be 99. So yeah, I'd be 105 then. So I'd probably want to kill myself before then if I was still alive. Because right? <laughs> just the existence and weight of everything would be too much to bear. Not, yeah. not you want to die of natural causes. Like, no, I would definitely kill myself before then. I just want to cut the Grim Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, I actually enjoyed it so much. Oh, I'm getting off to this so hard. I'm like, kill damn your, it. But then you, to kill yourself, you have to go to the Amazon Suicide Fulfillment Center. Yeah. Every day we get closer to that big room <laughs> thing. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the note we should leave on. What should we do a new sign off now that we're hundred episodes deep in? One one hundred years of Podzuki. <laughs> Established too long ago. No. no. Yeah, that's not very good. Yeah, I know. Oh, so it just made me think of the first episode of Rick and Morty. Yeah. Hundred years Podzuki. Ah, oh, god damn it. Okay, we know what we gotta do. Three, two, one. You're, You're gonna, gonna like the way, way you I fuck. I guarantee it. it. All right, just a hundred more, and we're done with this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. No, I think, I think we're good. That's uh, we we just broke broke the curse, right? Like a hundred yeah, good done. deeds of Eddie McDowell. Yeah. yeah. Finally. One hundred. Or podcasts. my name is Earl. <laughs>